0: Still trying to get the uh, the details here on what exactly is in this executive order that the uh, the president says he's going to issue, but he has no power in the in protecting abortion rights that aren't in the Constitution. I'm still trying to figure out. He, he doesn't have the power, but he does have some power. But he can do some stuff. But in order to really do some stuff, he's going to need you to go vote for all Democrats everywhere. That's the idea. You want it at a national level. What? Why not just focus on the state level where it should remain? Look, you can work through Congress to do it, too. But I suspect, you know, you're going to have then a lot of uh, a lot more of a, uh, a hurdle there. So why not go and make these arguments in the states and try to convince people in the states? All right, welcome to the uh, second hour of the program, the Pete Callender Show here on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. President Joe Biden making an address to the nation in the... Uh, Last hour where he said he would be signing an executive order in order to uh, protect abortion access. And uh, this comes after Biden and Democratic governors, including our very own Roy Cooper. Uh, They had a a Zoom call last Friday, I believe it was last Friday, and uh, Cooper then turned around and did his own press conference on this uh, two days ago on Wednesday, and he signed an executive order in order to protect access to reproductive health care services. Reproductive health care services. So this is the new term. I know it's tough to keep up. They keep rolling out all of these new terms (laughs) to try to find one that is less icky. If we could just figure out the right euphemism, then people will be fine with partial birth, late-term abortions. No problem at all. You're calling it reproductive Healthcare services. So now I'm totally fine with it. Reproductive healthcare services. That is. This is not reproductive care. Reproductive. Think about the operative word there. Reproductive. Yeah. Repro. What are you reproducing? By the way, what would that be? Are you a fetus? Are you you reproducing a fetus? Is that what's happening? Or might you be reproducing a human? See, when do human rights attach? When do they begin? So it's not it's not reproductive health care. It's reproductive termination services. That's what it is. Right? If you want to use the term reproductive, which they don't actually, I think they would but they're trying to shoehorn in health care. Because Democrats have known for a very long time that healthcare Usually ends up, if not number one, usually in the top three concerns among Americans. Healthcare. This is why Roy Cooper is all in on the Medicaid expansion, has been as soon as he started running for governor, uh, because healthcare, access to healthcare, polls very well among voters. And so Democrats keep hammering away at the healthcare. Why do you think they're all about the quote, universal healthcare? Right? That's the whole point. Is you get them in charge, you get them in they're the ones that, you know, delivered on this health care, and then they enjoy the political benefits of that in perpetuity. And uh then and once it's in place, nobody's gonna try to take it away. See John McCain. Which, oh, by the way, hang on a second. Let me let me take a quick detour here and <clears throat> give you a breakdown of uh why we got Trump. This is as succinct and It's not not as succinct, but it's pretty succinct. And it's Sean Trendy at uh, or trend at Real Clear Politics. And he says over uh, what used to be called a tweet storm, but now is just a thread uh, because I guess tweet storm is too triggering or something. People need safe spaces if they hear tweet storm. Anyway, he says the roots of the GOP base's disdain for the old establishment are deep. But they trace back to the Reagan years. For decades, rank-and-file Republicans were told, we want to do the things you want to do, but we've only ever had the Senate and the presidency. Our hands are tied. So, in 2000, Republicans get the trifecta, right? They get the House, the Senate, and the presidency in 2000. Then, one of their moderates who the GOP had just spent money on getting re-elected in 2000, flips to the Democrats. What did Rush call him? Jumping Jim Jeffords. Remember that? So then they lost the Senate. Two years later, Republicans get the trifecta in a historic midterm win. And what does the establishment say? We'll need a bigger trifecta. Okay. Two years later, 2004, Republicans get that bigger trifecta. What do base Republicans have to show for the Bush years? A tax cut, which gets reversed in part in 2012. A Medicare prescription drug benefit, the largest expansion of the welfare state since the Great Society. Which has most of the market-based sweeteners added to get conservatives to swallow it. Uh, They get removed by Democrats in Obamacare. So they get nothing out of that. Then No Child Left Behind, the federalization of education spending. They were, uh, these were justified with the argument that we get them off the plate and then we lock in the majority. See, now they can't beat us up on education anymore. Check yeah, me twice, shame, shame on, you ain't go trick me again. Anyway, then we can do what we want with our, oh, so then they say we can do what we want with our trifecta. That did not happen because the old establishment screws up the one thing that Republicans are overwhelmingly trusted on at the time, which is foreign policy. You could point to judges until 2012 when John Roberts votes to uphold the Affordable Care Act. Now, Roberts is no justice suitor who com- went completely lefty, right? But most base Republicans don't care about Citizens United or what Section 4B of the Voting Rights Act is. For a visible political win, Roberts blinked on Obamacare yes Justice Alito wrote the Dobbs decision but do you remember who Bush wanted for that slot Harriet Myers Harry Reid really liked Myers Republicans only got Alito because the base went into open revolt it's a similar story with Obamacare uh, repeal you know we'll force Obama to repeal all this after 2010 after the wave We'll shut down implementation in 2013. Okay, we have the House, we have the Senate, it's 2015, they finally get the trifecta in 2017, and repeal gets thwarted by John McCain. America. Now, the base also made clear, it was not fond of comprehensive immigration reform back in 05, when Bush almost pushes through that raft of uh, reforms anyway. In 2013, a conservative revolt stymies the gang of eight. Who does the establishment put hundreds of millions of dollars behind then in 2016? Jeb freaking Bush, whose brother is viewed as a failure on all fronts by large portions of the base and who's being pushed because he speaks Spanish muy bien. He can modulate his accent. So here's the thing. Sean Trendy says... Uh, I think Bush probably, Jeb, would have probably been a decent president. He might have been the pick of that litter even. But good God, how tone-deaf do you have to be to try to shove him down the throats of the GOP base by that point? And in the meantime, Obama is viewed, rightly or wrongly, as racking up win after win after win and bringing knives to gunfights. Whatever disappointments the Democrat base has with Obama, the guy was not afraid to fight to push things leftward. No doubt, there's no doubt that the government is further left on january 19th 2017 than it was just eight years prior to obama winning he fights for obamacare after democrats lose a senate seat in massachusetts remember that after a disastrous obamacare rollout he goes and sells the hell out of the thing and it ends up hitting the enrollment targets after being smacked with a second wave like election in 2014 the first president that had ever happened to in the 18 since the 1870s what does he do He does immigration reform by executive order. He repackages an obvious multilateral treaty as an executive order as well, which was a huge miscalculation on his part. I remember some officials saying at some point, no, Republican president would be crazy enough to undo that. Uh Uh-huh. Meet Donald Trump. Anyway, Republican rank and file voters are saying that's what we want. We want a guy who fights. This is what I was told during the 2016 election. And then the establishment offers them Jeb, sorry, Jeb with the exclamation point. Basically, there's a complete decoupling between the base at this point and the people running the GOP. As somebody put it in a related thread on Twitter yesterday, Trump just walked by and picked up the hundred dollar bill on the floor that everybody was running away from. End of quote. Repeat the line. All right. So Governor Cooper, in coordination with the president and other Democratic governors around the country, uh, issues an executive order on Wednesday. The title of it is Protecting Access to Reproductive Healthcare Services in North Carolina. As I mentioned, that's not an accurate descriptor. Uh, it's not reproductive health care services. It would be reproductive termination services. Um, so if you're trying to keep the term "healthcare" in the euphemism, uh, keep working on that one. Try to rebrand that, All right, lefties. You'll get it at some point. I know you want to abandon the whole pro-choice thing. Remember the whole we had that graph where they were um, or the chart where they were talking about the branding messaging shifts they did. They wanted to move away from from pro choice or choice. They wanted to move to option. They think it's just a matter of getting the language right. This all comes. It's always comes down to this belief on the left that people don't agree with them because they just don't know the issue. They they don't. Ag- I don't agree with the leftist philosophy on things because I just haven't heard them say the same thing from the bumper sticker that I see fourteen times a day. I just haven't heard it with the right inflection or the right vocal fry. Or in an NPR voice. And if you just read it to me like that, then, oh, I didn't realize I was wrong all this time. Oh, that explains it all. And it doesn't. See, uh, uh, I've said this before. Lefties, you got flabby. You got flabby, you got lazy, you got soft, you don't know your own argument, and you damn sure don't know mine. So uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun having these debates with people. And if you doubt me on that... Go search the podcast at WBT.com or the Pete comes right to your smartphone or tablet every single day for free. Anyway, go to the podcast and you'll hear my interviews with Democratic candidates for federal office. BJ McGinnis and his best friend, Bear. Bear couldn't make it. And um, uh, Scott Huffman. Huffing man Huff- Huffman. Anyway, uh, they both lost. Well, Scott will lose, but uh, B.J. lost. He was running for U.S. Senate. I think it was B.J. I was asking, when do rights obtain? When do do the human rights attach for the fetus? And he doesn't know the answer. Neither did Huffman. They don't have answers for these questions because all they've had to say all of their lives is, I'm for a woman's right to choose. Ding. And then they get that little halo. And then nobody asks them anything. Nobody, there's no follow-up because the media, by and large, allows them to skate because they agree with these people on this stuff. Here is from the whereases in the executive order. I'm not going to read them all. There's too many. Um, whereas North Carolina will serve as an increasingly critical access point for reproductive health care services for people across the Southeast and country. Therefore, be it resolved that we shall remain a beacon for Moloch. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't say that. Um, yeah, we're going to be an abortion destination location because in North Carolina, our law uh, that was in place before, and it, it adhered to the the standards of Roe, and so when Roe v. Wade was overturned, it didn't really affect us. Now, the state legislature, they passed a, another law that, that took the... Um, that took the abortion limits, the restrictions down to 20 weeks. And that's, that is apparently objectionable. 20 weeks, 20 weeks is you're in the second trimester. Most people disagree with that. Most people, it's like 56% disagree with abortions in the second trimester. And it's like 70 something percent in the uh, opposed third trimester abortion. So if we are truly, you know, judging this off of public sentiment as the left and the media, but I repeat myself, uh, they keep saying that that's what we should be basing all of this on, not ethics or philosophy or you know human dignity or culture of life, nothing like that. No, 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 it's just on popular opinion. And so you know, people oh, they oppose the overturning of Roe v. Wade, so therefore we should codify Roe v Wade. That's their argument. Okay, well, if we're going to be going by public opinion, then why don't we go by public opinion when we set the restrictions on trimester dates? No, 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 don't listen to the people now. It's very, very selective. Very selective. All
1: right,
0: so what does this executive order do? Not the president's. I haven't even seen that one yet. And I've been looking for it. I guess I got to go to the White House website, maybe. Maybe they'll have it up there. But right now, they're trying to put out the fire. I'm not kidding. They're trying to put out the fire that he did not read the stage directions from the teleprompter during the live address today. No, no, no. He didn't say what you obviously heard him say. No, he said something else that was kind of sort of close to that, but wasn't. That's what he really said. You're just you're just wrong. Um, so let me... This, I'm talking about Roy Cooper's executive order. Governor of North Carolina put out an executive order after meeting with the president. So this is a coordinated effort. This is the campaign. Uh, meant to motivate Democrats' turnout for the upcoming election. And, by the way, like, they should be doing that. They should. This is their issue. This is the thing that supposedly, you know, animates so many Democrats. So go for it. Make abortion access through all nine months of pregnancy up until birth. Uh, Make it your central theme. Please do so. Please, because they're going to try to frame it, as I mentioned, with the uh, framing here in the executive order about reproductive health care services. Right, anything to avoid saying what it actually is. Right, they try to dress everything up with with these euphemistic terms. So they'll say things you know like that and access to care and this and that. They'll never tell you that what they are actually trying to do, because this was in the legislation that they tried to run to codify Roe v. Wade was. Abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy. And that is an outlier. That is way beyond, way beyond what virtually every other country on the face of the planet allows, except for like North Korea and Iran. We already are an outlier. America is an outlier when you compare us to the rest of the Western industrialized nations when it comes to how early you can get and how late you can get abortions. All can- And by the way, I know I beat up a lot on Democrats, End of quote. Repeat the line. No, I'm kidding. Um, I know I beat up a lot on Democrats, but Republicans better come up with some sort of a plan to uh, respond to the criticism that you don't care about the baby after it's born. You better come up with some ideas for the wraparound services, you know, to help pregnant women have their kids uh, and then, you know, release them into the wild. Not the women. No, the babies. No, I'm kidding. No, but to have the kids, you know, through adoption, crisis pregnancy centers, right, to have support for those women. If this is going to be your position, then you should have some support systems, uh, public-private partnerships, nonprofits, whatever, come up with some ideas. Um, here is what the uh, what, some of the stuff from his uh, executive order, from Cooper's executive order, call for. All cabinet agencies shall coordinate with each other and pursue opportunities to protect people or entities who are providing, assisting, seeking, or obtaining lawful reproductive health care services in North Carolina. Okay, I'm going to give you a piece of advice here, Democrats. You guys really screwed up on this because... Okay, actually, it's not advice. It's, it's just mockery. Um, you really screwed up on this because by trying to uh, create this new term, this reproductive health care service... What you are now doing is including pregnancy crisis centers. Did you know you were doing that? Right. The ones that your, your foot soldiers in Antifa and the uh, Code Pink and like all these left-wing moon bets that are firebombing crisis pregnancy centers and Catholic churches and the like. Yeah, those crazy people. Yeah. That, that has been their target. And because you have adopted this term of reproductive health care services... That actually includes those very uh, clinics. Did you know you did that? Was that intentional? So are we going to see Roy Cooper coming out, being a strong advocate for the crisis pregnancy centers? Of course not. Of course not. This is about Planned Parenthood. How do I know that? Why, that's who he was with when he made the executive order announcement, when he signed this thing. He surrounded himself with women. Not that I'm a biologist, but they look like women. But I don't even know what that means. But he surrounded himself with women maybe, uh, and a Planned Parenthood representative. So this isn't about crisis pregnancy center. This isn't about women making a choice or an option. This isn't a pro-choice argument. This is a pro-abortion argument. This is, we want that child removed from the face of the planet. We want the child to not exist. That's the end goal. It's not anything else. So then there was this other one. Section 5. Travel for pregnant cabinet agency employees. So if you work in one of the executive agencies, uh, you are not allowed to be required. You cannot be forced, if pregnant, to travel to a state that has imposed restrictions on access to reproductive health care services. If Those restrictions do not include an exception for the health of the pregnant cabinet agency employee satisfactory to that employee. So let's say you have to, you got to go to a conference, uh, boring, you got to go to a conference and, uh, oh no, it's going to be in some state that banned all abortions without any exceptions for rape, incest, life of the mother, nothing, just ban abortions, right? If you are a cabinet level employee, you cannot be forced to attend that conference, If the restriction does not include an exception for the health of the pregnant cabinet agency employee, satisfactory to that employee. What I don't, I'm kind of unclear on part of this because what is the purpose on this? If a pregnant woman who wants to keep the baby goes to one of these states, there's no issue, right? Why would there be an issue? She wants the baby, so unless what she... She goes into labor, and then they're like, sorry, we're going to abort the kid. Or we're not going to abort the kid. I guess it would be in that state because they don't allow abortion. So sorry, and then you die. That's the fear, that you're going to die during childbirth. Like we're in the like little house on the prairie days or something. Okay. Um, pregnant woman who wants the baby, wants to keep it. I don't really see this as being an issue. Now, let's say you have a pregnant woman... Who doesn't want to keep the baby? Well, go get your abortion down the street in North Carolina. It's still allowed here. So why? Why would why would that be a problem? You could get your you could get your abortion here and then go to the conference. Right. And that. I know it's almost like some of this stuff that's in the directive is. uh, Window dressing. It's theater. It's, look at me. I wrote this thing that says the thing that you like. Here's my seal and there's my signature. The president of the Planned Parenthood Action Fund was alongside Cooper at the signing of the executive order. And she said, since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, North Carolina has become an increasingly critical access point for people traveling for abortion care. See, they just can't get away from using the term care. They just have to keep using it. Why not just say abortions? That's the name of the procedure, right? Or would you prefer the dilation and evacuation? Would you like like me to use that term? No? Yeah, South Carolina, Tennessee lawmakers have banned most abortions in those states, and so now they're all coming to North Carolina. So, hey, you know what? I got an idea. Cooper could uh, direct his uh, his commerce department, that's a cabinet agency right direct the ca- uh, the commerce Department to launch a big uh, ad campaign right like Asheville did all those years ago uh, appealing to people come to the San Francisco of the southeast right and they did these advertisements and in like San Francisco and, that's, and they re- literally like they recruited a very large LGBT population in Asheville through marketing. So how about that? Cooper? I mean, I think it's a win-win. You're going to get the abortion commerce and uh, all the money that those people bring to town. I mean, and, and granted, it will just be the one of them. It's not like like the softball tournaments where every person who's playing in the tournament brings like four other people. Like, that's not happening. So, But you could you, know, like you could do this ad campaign, get some tourism going, right? While campaigning for your re-election. Oh, no, you can't run for re-election. While campaigning for your run for... Vice President Day? I have no idea what the play is here. I have no inside knowledge. I'm just just spitballing. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Uh, last little bit here on the uh, Governor Cooper executive order. On abortion to fight future abortion restrictions, he's vowing to do so. This is WRAL's Laura Leslie. Surrounded by abortion rights advocates at a news conference on Wednesday, Democratic Governor Roy Cooper signed an executive order protecting access to abortion in North Carolina, pledging to do everything in his power to keep abortion legal and accessible in the state. In response, Republicans and allies are accusing Cooper of electioneering and engaging in scare tactics. Would that be pouncing? A Republican seizing there. So note the language. They are accusing Cooper of electioneering. He said, quote, "My veto is only effective when I have the votes in the state legislature to back me up. That means the consequences for this November's elections have never been more serious." So sure. Yeah, he's electioneering. That's not Republicans accusing him of doing that. That's him doing that. And I've said before, as he should, right? This is an issue that, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, that they believe in. And so you should be doing that. This is what the Supreme Court was talking about when they said this should be left up to the people and the states to decide. This is part of the process. And me criticizing your positions on it is also part of the process. Dr. Catherine Ferris. Chief medical officer (laughs) at Planned Parenthood, South Atlantic, was quoted in the governor's press release saying that the highest priority of abortion providers in North Carolina is to get patients the care that they need. As long as that care ends in abortions, she said, quote, abortion is a normal part of reproductive health care. There it is again. Reproductive health care services. This is the new nomenclature. ...that they are using to soft-pedal what it is that's a, uh, the, the, the service they are doing. Um, then there's this. From Hannah Schoenbaum, AP News. Cooper joined a growing number of Democratic governors seeking to offer sanctuary in the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court decision overturning abortion protections. In announcing the executive order, Cooper said he would use his authority over extradition warrants to protect providers and their patients from states that could punish residents who cross state lines to seek abortions. His executive order instructs cabinet agencies not to comply with law enforcement agencies from other states pursuing information about abortion patients in North Carolina. Which, that is pretty much par for the course for uh, a lot of Democrat elected officials, right? If they don't like the law, just don't enforce that law. Right? You're just not going to cooperate with other law enforcement. Just think of them as sort of uh, illegal aliens or undocumented immigrants. Un- I prefer actually the term unauthorized immigrants, but um, I think it's actually pre- more precise than the illegal alien because that's an adjudication. And it doesn't matter. Um, North Carolina law states that it is the governor's duty to arrest and deliver any person charged in another state with treason felony, or other crime who has fled from justice and is found in this state. The executive order says that state law gives the governor discretionary authority over whether to fulfill demands of extradition. So while he may have a duty to do something, he might interpret that to mean he doesn't. And look, you're talking about people, right, who conjured up out of whole cloth a right to an abortion. Okay, I don't want all right, inside the, uh, uh, right to privacy sorry i got distracted i mean i don't want to i don't want to brag here but in the middle of my sentence i literally killed one of those little gnat sewer fly things or whatever it is that flew right in front of my face i know the term hero is overused nowadays and i would never apply that to myself in this circumstance but you know sometimes all right anyway is this campaigning it absolutely is campaigning Standing with several state legislative candidates, not campaigning. He's just standing there with candidates for state office. Women, but I'm not a biologist, uh, that are running for office and are all about the, the reproductive health care services issue. And uh, it's not electioneering. While telling people that he needs you to vote for them in the elections so he can then protect your, uh, your reproductive health care services access, uh, that's not electioneering. That and if you say it's electioneering, then then you're making these accusations against him. It really must be so easy to be a Democrat. I swear, the kind of coverage you get is <laughs> just amazing. Bob, welcome to the program. Hello, Bob. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. What's up? What's going on? Good.
1: Well, uh, listening to the talk about the, the terminology, reproductive health care services. And, you know, a, a lot of the verbiage that's used by, by the left seems to be so contrary to what they're really doing this, just the term planned parenthood yeah. seems to be more planned unparenthood, uh, things like that. And for the, the concept of reproductive health care services. Um, there was a TED talk by, uh, Bill Gates about what, 12 years ago, maybe? And uh, I think the talk was on climate change. Yeah. He recognized uh, to the crowd that we need to uh, reprodu- re- uh, reduce population to lower those um, the CO2 numbers. And he said, if we do a really good job with vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive services, we could reduce that growth by 15%. That right there is a pretty telling indication of what they've been wanting to do. And so they're obviously using reproductive health care services to reduce population because in their mind they believe that population is a problem for our climate
0: well and there but uh, there are people i mean uh, yes i agree there are people that believe that absolutely true i think though that the people who are in the abortion industry i think they're just doing it for the money
1: yeah there's there's (laughs) but it takes a whole whole lot of them to to um to come to You know, in agreement to these things, but it takes a village. Yeah, it's not. They're they're using their words always to trick and deceive us, and we gotta stay on point and keep telling the truth. Yeah, I got you.
0: Yeah, Bob, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a great weekend. Yeah, it's it takes a village really to depopulate the planet. All of us working together. Um, (laughs) it's it, it it it's a fair point. People who. Think that we are the plague on the planet uh, that, you know, they want to depopulate. I mean, this was what Paul Ehrlich's book, The Population Bomb, that made this argument decades ago. Um, Last point here, and then uh, next hour we're going to move on because we got some information on what the national – Association or the Educators Association, the NEA, got some info on what their agenda, literally on their agenda that they don't want you to see, that they literally blocked Terry Stoops from the John Locke Foundation, uh, got him blocked. Anyway, uh, we're going to get to that in the next hour. But last point here, facing an ultimatum from Republicans following the U.S. Supreme Court decision, uh, the Democratic Attorney General of North Carolina, Josh Stein, declined to immediately seek enforcement of a 20-week abortion ban. 20 weeks stein was responding to the leaders uh of the house and the senate saying that uh he's not going that they should that he should lift an injunction from a 2019 federal court ruling that blocked the state ban they say hey look roe v wade is gone that injunction is no longer relevant it's moot but stein isn't moving forward on it yet that's how radical the democrats have come uh, become on this issue